last word on health on Today FM. With Yakult Light, enriched with vitamins D and E. Dr. Alona Duffy is with us for our weekly health spot. And Alona, on the programme yesterday, we heard one of the country's major hospitals saying, don't come to the emergency department unless it's an emergency. Well, I thought that was the whole point of an emergency department in the first place and that you went to your GP if you didn't really need to go to an emergency department. But what happens if you can't find a GP to go to? Well, Matt, that's becoming an increasing problem. And as as COVID developed, we became aware of that. And and it was clear the HSE were aware of it because they approached GPs through the IMO and the ICGP asking them if they would temporarily accept patients to ensure that they got referred for COVID testing and were able to get COVID sick leave. So they were aware at that stage that there was a massive problem throughout the country where GP lists are closed in most towns and even rural areas because practices are now saying it's just not safe to keep accepting patients. We're seeing numbers of GPs dropping, GPs retiring, nobody taking on these medical card lists or even private lists to replace them. And therefore the reality that if you move to an area from wherever you're living now you won't be able to join a GP practice so where do you go as you say and we know that many times people will kind of ring around practices hope that maybe they'll get seen but the sad reality is they we just don't have the places in our practices we're struggling to meet the demand of the patients who are registered with us and we can't take on new patients so patients sometimes will try the GP out of hours but again GP out of hours are also struggling and also feel that it's not a safe place for people to be seen and that the GP out of hours is for acute new problems where we know that the patient will be seen and will be able to feedback that information to their GP in case they need follow-up. Uh, yes, so sorry, just that? to clarify yeah. that, to use a GP out of our service, don't you always have to, have to prove that you're with a daytime GP and that you're only going to the out of our service because it's an emergency, but also because you have a doctor to whom you could go tomorrow if need be? You're right, but many of the advisors will probably, if it's an acute problem, see you once. But unfortunately, then you're on the list. And if you start ringing again about another problem, you're likely to be told you need to attend A&E. And that's where patients are going. So we're aware that our A&E colleagues are, are unhappy with this. They recognise it's a problem. They, they, they know that they're having people present who they can't follow up on. And, and we're also seeing problems where people are having babies and have no GP to bring the baby to to get the baby vaccine. So we frequently would have had calls from the maternity service saying, like, we have a mum here, she's delivering, she lives in the Monaghan area. Is there any practice open to taking on her and her baby? And that's, that's how bad things are at the moment, Matt. Because it also struck me, I've heard of cases in the UK where you can, where they have, of course, the NHS and have the free GP service, but you ring up your GP and you have to make an appointment for two or three weeks' time. I mean, what use is that going to be to if you if you have a sickness that doesn't require going to an emergency department, but you may need antibiotics or you may need a sick cert for work? Well, as you said, that's happening in the UK. And unfortunately, we're aware that that's happening here. And patients are complaining that they're finding it increasingly difficult to access, even when they're registered with a GP practice. I think a lot of it varies. We are still trying to ensure that we're seeing the acute problems. But if you're ringing about a routine checkup, so a pill check or a men's health check, you may be told that you're going to wait two, three, four weeks to get that appointment. And obviously, that's difficult. That's challenging. And we know that you may wait a couple of days to be seen with the acute problem. And it's not ideal. But the reality is that demand is far exceeding what's available. Okay, 
Are there online options that people can turn to, you know, as a halfway house? There are. And I think more of these are becoming available. And interestingly, my my husband, um, through his work, got a lovely pamphlet in the post advising him that through his union, he's entitled to free um, telephone and video consults, not only for himself, but for all of his family members, so me included. So, again, Look, people are thinking outside the box and there are new services available. And while that may be good for acute problems, I think we know that often you're more likely to get an antibiotic when you don't need it because obviously you won't be seen face to face by most of these services. And you can't have problems that are chronic problems. So let's say your blood pressure where you're going to need bloods taken to ensure that your kidney function is okay, or even physically having your blood pressure taken, uh, that's not going to be possible. So the real chronic problems aren't going to be seen. So you might be able to ring and, and probably have your sore throat managed, other simple acute problems managed, whether they're managed as well as, as by a GP who knows you. I mean, the evidence is that probably not that telephone consultations work really well when you're known to the GP. And that's why they work during COVID. But as your reliance on the the non-face-to-face consultation continues, especially over repeated consultations, then the value of them and the risk, the value decreases and the risks increase. But they are there. And I suppose they are an option, as are other kind of clinics like um, private clinics like Swift Care, et cetera, available in more urban areas if you can afford that much. Okay, but then tell us about things like undertheweather.ie. I'd never heard of that before today. Yeah, so undertheweather.ie is a fantastic resource um, that's there by the HSE. So all you Google is undertheweather.ie and it'll bring it into you. And I suppose if we can improve what people are maybe attending their GP about, I, I do think we probably improve access for those who are lucky enough to be registered with a GP. And actually, Matt, remind me to come back to you if you're entitled to a medical card. There's a slight difference in, in how you can access um, if, you don't, if you're not registered, but I'll come back to that. So undertheweather.ie really gives you advice on common illnesses. And we know that most presentations of sore throat, sore ears, cough and snuffles, etc., are viral in origin and they don't need an antibiotic and they can be easily managed by the patient themselves. But obviously it's understanding that. And if you have a child who's kind of got a high temperature, maybe pulling at their ear, your initial kind of feeling is I've got to do something about this. They need treatment. I don't want my child upset. I don't want them unwell. They're going to need an antibiotic. And I think we've got to change that mindset, not not only because it's maybe not the best use of GP time, but also because we don't want overprescribing of antibiotics, which we know is leading to the ever-increasing problem of antibiotic resistance. So I suppose, for example, sore throat. What happens if you have a sore throat? Many of us, all of us probably have had a sore throat in our day and you wake and you have that scratchy, raw feeling, difficulty swallowing. And you may also be running temperatures. And so what what makes us decide as a GP you're going to need an antibiotic? Usually that kind of you may have pus on the throat, you may have really high temperatures above 38 and very tender swollen glands, often one side more than both sides. That'll that'll indicate it's more likely to be bacterial. You also are less likely to have a cough and snuffles if it's bacterial. So it's true bacterial tonsillitis, you have those symptoms that I said. And they're the kind of presentations that yes, it's worth talking to your GP, perhaps seeing your GP or even simple things like taking a photo of your tonsils. Often I'll get patients to do that and send it into us and that can help. But if you if you don't have the really high temperature, if you don't have the pulse, if you have a cough and a snuffles as well, then remember, it's more likely to be viral. Take your paracetamol, your ibuprofen if you need it and a decongestant if you have no contraindications for that. And usually it'll have improved within a couple of days. 
lots of listener comments. I couldn't get a GP appointment for my one-year-old for 10 days, even though she was very sick and had been in and out of GP with respiratory issues since November. Another one says, most illnesses require a medical certification. If not going to be able to go to work, what would you suggest? Uh, another one here says, I'm currently GP-less as mine has retired. I'm trying to get a medical form signed as to get my driving licence permit to obtain my C licence, which I need to join the ambulance service and nobody will see me. Absolute joke. Not funny at all. Think of that. Somebody who wants to join the ambulance service and can't because they can't get their uh, medical form signed because they can't get to a GP to see them. Anyway, uh, sorry, if you're going, what are the circumstances? Uh, Listen, yeah, this, this, sorry. Yes, say what you want to say, Alona. No, I was going to say, listen, none of this makes us happy as GPs. We want to be available for our patients. We want to see them. I love seeing my patients. It's much more rewarding. And I think every GP in the country will say getting back to face-to-face consultations is the most important thing that we did when COVID started to drop because it is safer seeing the patient. It's more rewarding for us. And obviously, it's better for the patient. But we need more of us. And that's got to be the strong message. And listener says, minor ailment scheme in community pharmacies has been proven to work and alleviates GP pressure in other jurisdictions. Pharmacists are ready to implement it now and we're ready to facilitate a contraceptive scheme to increase access, legislate for it now, says Katrina in Cork. Could there be more of a role in the pharmacies, do you think? There could, but um, we have to be careful in how that run. We see sometimes that unofficially running in our own uh, area. And unfortunately, we see antibiotics provided where they shouldn't be provided. And, and again, look, all of that could be done through GP surgeries. Thank you very much, Dr. Alona Duffy, for joining us for our weekly Last Word in Health. The Last Word on Health on Today FM. With Yakult, bacteria scientifically proven to reach the good alive.